ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Palestinians in northern Gaza are grinding animal feed to make bread as reports emerge of children starting to die from malnutrition. A trio of senior officials from key UN aid agencies has told the Security Council that a quarter of Gaza's population is one step away from experiencing famine, a situation they describe as almost inevitable unless aid is massively scaled up. Michael Fakhri is the UN Special Rapporteur on the Right to Food and a law professor at the University of Oregon. Michael Fakhri, welcome to the program. Thanks, Patricia. It's a pleasure to be on. Food security in Gaza was precarious before the fighting in Gaza began in October. Just give us a sense of the level of crisis now. Well, before the war, 50% of people in Gaza were food insecure and 80% depended on humanitarian aid. What we're seeing now is that every single person in Gaza is hungry. One quarter of the population are starving and famine is imminent. What's even more concerning now is we're seeing children uh, starting to die from malnutrition, starvation and dehydration. All children under the age of five, so that's 335 kids, are at the high risk of severe malnutrition and at the risk of famine conditions, basically. We're seeing high rates of diarrhea amongst children, 70%, and 90% of children under the age of five are affected by one or more infectious diseases. Have you ever seen a civilian population go so hungry so quickly? Never. This is really quite astounding. This is 2.2, 2.3 million people made to go hungry quickly, so completely. Um, this is in, in sort of modern history. Ever since the Second World War, starvation experts all over the world are, are flummoxed. And on top of that, we've never seen children encounter malnutrition and, ha- and be pushed into situations of malnutrition so quickly. And this puts the future of, of people, in Palestine, um, people in Gaza at stake in the sense of now there's a high risk of children um, experiencing what's called stunting. So that's permanent, permanent cognitive and physical impairment uh, in the future. We'll get to aid shortly, but what about the food system and the infrastructure as a whole? How has that been impacted by uh, Israel's offensive yeah, so not only is there an issue of humanitarian aid reaching people, which I'm happy to talk more about, but the the uh, a more fundamental concern is that Israel is destroying Gaza's food system. So Israel is destroying uh, and blocking access to farmland in the sea. Um, Israeli forces have destroyed orchards, greenhouses, and farmland. And there's a high risk of a complete agricultural collapse in northern Gaza by May, if, if the situation continues the way it does. Israel denied fishers access to the sea since October, and Gaza is on the Mediterranean Sea, and fishing has always been central to the way of life and to people's lives in, in Gaza. I've spoken directly to fishers in Gaza, and from these conversations and from UN reports, I can tell you that Israel has destroyed approximately 70% of Gaza's fishing fleets. I also received reports that two fishers were killed in Khan Yunis a couple of days ago, and about 20 days ago, four fishers were, were killed in Rafah. More than 500 aid trucks should be going into Gaza daily to meet basic needs. At the moment, there's around, I think it's around 85 a day on average. Can you just talk to me about 
the volume coming in? Yeah, the numbers range 85 to 100. Um, so that's nowhere near enough. And there's two uh, entry points for eight trucks to come through. Uh, the majority come through uh, what's called Karim Shalom. This is the, a point with Israel. And some others come through the Rafah crossing with Egypt. And the process is incredibly complicated. It takes trucks a long time through a very complicated process. Many trucks are turned away. And in fact, no humanitarian uh, convoys have reached northern Gaza since January 23rd. Israel authorities have denied access to northern Gaza. Moreover, Israel is also bombarding convoys of aid trucks, even after those routes are coordinated with Israeli forces. I'm also uh, uh, he, uh, reading reports of Israeli forces that are shooting at Palestinian civilians in Gaza while they've been waiting for humanitarian relief. This was most recently in Gaza City. So World Food Program, UNRWA, these are the major uh, humanitarian agencies from the UN, but also the International Red Cross and uh, independent agencies. They've raised the alarm. They put out a joint statement uh, in late Feb in Feb on February 21st basically saying they don't have enough access and their people are not safe. We've never seen so many humanitarian workers and so many UN staff killed in any conflict anywhere in the world. You say Israel is intentionally starving civilians and Israel says there's no limit to aid deliveries and denies it's obstructing them. So I suppose the big question is evidence. Is, is there any evidence of intent? Yeah, what's, you know, on October 9th, the Minister of Defense of Israel declared a total siege on Gaza and in fact imposed a total siege on Gaza, depriving 2.3 Palestinian, 2.3 million Palestinians of water, food, fuel, medicine, and medical supplies. Now that humanitarian aid is trickling in and it's being controlled um, by, by the Israeli government. And to put it also into context, on January 26th, the International Court of Justice stated in its provisional measures that the state of Israel must take immediate and effective measures to enable the provision of urgently needed basic services and humanitarian assistance to address the adverse conditions of life faced by Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. And I'm quoting verbatim here. And the court considered that the catastrophic humanitarian situation in the Gaza Strip was at serious risk of deteriorating. Around that same time, at the end of January, what happened instead is that Israel, uh, their humanitarian um, agency, denied that there was a humanitarian crisis or starvation. And what happened after the court's provisional measures is Israel has ignored that decision. It continues to restrict and deny the delivery of humanitarian aid, pushing uh, Palestinians closer to starvation. So after the court rules, Israel restricts aid by half, basically. Um, so you, so we have high-level politicians. That's you know, I just gave you one example, basically saying they want to impose a total siege. We hear also high-level politicians using dehumanizing language, um, characterizing Palestinians as animals, as less than human, and then we see the the those those um, intent bad intent being played out and the, the predicted results happening. So this is a rare case where government officials have stated their intent, have executed what they've planned, and we're seeing the effects of, of what they've done. 
Just over a month ago, the International Court of Justice found there was a plausible risk of genocide and ordered six emergency measures, including enabling the immediate and urgent provision of basic services and humanitarian assistance. Has anything changed since then? I mean, things have gotten worse, you know, as I was describing. Humanitarian aid since the court ruling has been cut in half. Uh, The situation in terms of starvation has gotten worse. Um, And all this was predictable. All this we knew from the early weeks of the war that things were going to deteriorate quickly based on on how humanitarian relief was being restricted. The fact that we're seeing children now in these past few weeks dying from starvation, from dehydration, from malnutrition, doctors call these preventable deaths. So always in history, whenever there's this situation of starvation, it's always the result of political choices, and it is always preventable, and this is the situation in Gaza today. The World Food Programme has temporarily paused deliveries of food to northern Gaza where the need is most acute, citing delays at checkpoints and and gunfire and other violence and and looting, acknowledging, obviously, the, uh, the difficulties. Don't they have an obligation to try and deliver desperately needed aid? They do. The World Food Programme has an obligation. The uh, UN Relief and Work Agency, otherwise known as UNRWA, has an obligation. The international community has an obligation. And everyone is ready. All these UN agencies, all these relief organizations, every single humanitarian organization has said, we are ready. We have the trucks. We have the supplies. I know of of, uh, farmer organizations around the world have been gathering food and trying to to get it sent uh, uh, to Gaza. The whole world is ready to deliver uh, the necessary humanitarian aid. And the consistent message is what is needed is an immediate ceasefire. Michael, thank you. Thank you very much, Patricia. Michael Fakhri is the UN Special Rapporteur on the Right to Food. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.